There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. Thanks, guys. All right, so that's a good way to open this morning. Holidays, holidays are almost here, right? And maybe you're here this morning, and holidays are a hard time for you. Maybe it's hard because you've lost a family member or whatever else is going on in your life. Maybe you have sin in your life this morning. Uh, Whatever it is, here's the thing. God already knows, so be honest with yourself this morning. Be honest with Him. And whatever you need this morning, my prayer is that you get it. Uh, Today is a a very, very special uh, day for this church. We're going to have a deacon ordination this morning. Um, It's a special day for the church because there's a charge for us uh, as church members, and there's a charge for the deacons. Uh, that we're going to ordain this morning. So it's a a very, very special, important day. And we're doing it on Sunday morning because it's important. Sometimes we'll do deacon ordinations in the afternoon, and uh, a lot of people have never been to one, uh, or or they don't know really what their responsibilities are. So we'll get to cover some of that this morning. So I'm glad you're here with us this morning. Uh, It's a a beautiful day in the Ozarks, and I'm glad you're here to worship our Lord with us. So let's go, Lord, in prayer, and then we'll have our welcoming time uh, today. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Uh, God, for the opportunity, Lord, to be here this morning uh, to to ordain some deacons uh, into office. And it's an exciting day for them and their families. It's an exciting day for the church. It shows that we're being healthy and we're we're raising men up to be leaders in this in this body. And so it's an exciting day uh, for the body also. And uh, Lord, uh, we just want to point people to you this morning. Maybe there's people here this morning, Lord, that are struggling in their life. I pray, God, uh, today's a good day for them that they confess their sin to you, get down on their knees and repent and uh, Lord, maybe they need to encourage things that are going on in their life. I, I pray that we're an encouragement to them, and we're pointing uh, people to you, God. We love you. I thank you for this morning uh, and the opportunity to be here. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning and welcome everyone.
Sorry, guys, I, uh, I took too long welcoming people this morning. I didn't even get around to everybody. So I, I, I'm 
talking through your whole song, Ace. I'm it's sorry. It's okay. I don't mind. All right. You can, you can be seated this morning. Let me go through announcements. Um, so, freeway, they're going to have freeway service this coming Saturday. But then the next two Saturdays, because of Christmas and New Year's, there won't be freeway. So, freeway this Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Uh, dinner is at 5.30 every Saturday night, and the service starts at 6. But then after that, there'll be two weeks of, uh, of a break. Wednesday night classes, we're going to have Wednesday night classes keep going on uh, through. Upstairs, we're doing the marriage class. We'll be back in the marriage class uh, this Wednesday night. Dinner on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. Our classes start at 6.45 for the visitors this morning. So we have kids' classes, we have youth classes, and then we have an adult class that we've been going through about marriage uh, out of Song of Solomon. It's been really, really good. So if you have never came on a Wednesday night, I encourage you uh, to bring the family and come on Wednesday nights. It's a really, really good time. Today I mentioned is our deacon uh, ordination service. Next Sunday is probably one of my favorite Sundays of the whole year because the kids are going to do the Christmas program uh, next Sunday morning. So next Sunday morning is a Christmas program. Here's the thing, uh, the program is at 10 o'clock, it's during the worship service, uh, we'll probably have a shorter version of a sermon next week, but we, we will have something, uh, can't, gotta have that part, right, uh, can't, can't have, not have that, but we'll have, we'll have the, the kids program, but the kids need to be here at 9 o'clock, so even if they don't normally come to Sunday school, you're going to have to set your alarm and get up and come to Sunday school, because the kids need to be here at 9 o'clock in order to get dressed and get ready. Uh, so those are the rules for next Sunday, correct? Anything else? Nope? Okay. So next Sunday morning that. Uh, women, uh, ladies, you're going to have coffee Wednesday morning, coffee and breakfast at 8.30 a.m., ladies. 8.30 a.m. at Grillo's uh, this Wednesday. Any other women's Christmas party I heard went really good this week. So if you missed that, ladies, sorry you missed it, but it went really, really good. I was told I wasn't here uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to come, but I just couldn't, right? And I'm, I'm outlawed on that. Okay. Uh, today, young adults uh, are going to the Curleys for lunch. Is that still on or they canceled that? They're canceled that because it's sick. Pray for the Curleys. I know that they have been battling sickness. I know we have several families that have been battling sickness. So no young adults uh, today. Ladies Craft Day, Sunday, January 8th from 1 to 4. The cost is $30.00. Send Pat Caps a message. Also pray for Jerry. I know he's been really, really hurting in his back, so keep them in your prayers, but send her a message. Cost is $30. <coughs> Excuse me. If you, if you need help with that, let me know. If you need help, we'll make sure, ladies, you can go to that craft day. Anything else that I forgot on announcements? Yes. Dana, oh, that's right. You had one, didn't you? So they're going to have an, something coming up where if you have pictures of deer, turkeys that are dead, not live ones, right? Ones that we have killed, uh, they want, they're going to have, I don't know what they're doing with it, but they got something planned. So if you have those pictures from throughout the year, uh, anything like that, right? Trapping, honey, okay, anything like that, get them to the media team, uh, to the media team and Dana. Anything else this morning? Yes. Giving tree in the back with gloves and socks and hats. 
Is that if people need that stuff, or is what is that? Tell me, I'm out on the loop here, I guess. Perfect. So they're collecting uh, hats, gloves, all sorts of stuff like that. Where's the blessing box at? There, it's in the in the process. Okay, I know there's several blessing boxes around town, and I know we had talked about doing one. So it's in the process of being uh, worked out. So if you would like to bring in uh, stuff for kids for school, the school or that blessing box, please bring that in. There's a giving tree, and that's the tree out there, correct? Out in the hall. Yep. It's decorated beautiful in here too. Activities team and the decorating team. You guys did a good job. Men's Bible study night, Max. Men's Bible study tonight uh, here at the church at 6 o'clock, fellas. Anything else this morning? Okay, if you would stand this morning, um, let's take up our morning offering and we'll have uh, a prayer and we'll bless the morning offering. And then we'll have our time of worship today. Lord Jesus, I thank you again, Lord, for the opportunity to be here today. And as we enter our time of worship, God, we're giving back to you. So I pray, Lord, that you'll take it uh, to, to use, to advance your kingdom, God, that the gospel will be shared uh, in our local community and around the world, Lord. And, and Lord, it is an act of worship. So, uh, Lord, I pray we're giving you our best. And thank you, Lord, uh, just again to be here today and to get to have this deacon ordination. I'm excited about it today. And in all things, God, I love you and I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. <coughs> How is everybody this morning? Well, that was weak. How is everybody this morning? There you go. Are we excited to be in the house of the Lord? Come on. I remember how you told me Life may not be easy And everything that I need You've already Remember how you told me I can trust you completely So why am I doubting When you prove that you'd fight for me You walk me
excited for the Lord. Now we're going to change it up. Elvis Presley's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it kind of sounds, my voice kind of sounds like Elvis Presley in the song. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's just how I sing it. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the In the old rugged 
love hearing you guys singing. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. It's shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So can be hey great elvis great job buddy <laughs> no hey seriously guys they um our worship team am i on you guys hear me am i on you guys got me on back there all right um they they come in early they come in through the week and and they practice and i love that we have young adults we have young ladies up here singing i love that because you know what they're doing that's right. We're raising up our future, and they're using the gifts that God has given them to serve the kingdom. And that is really what this morning is about. It's about people that are using the gifts and talents that God has given them to be leaders in a local a church, in a local body of believers. And as like I said earlier, today is a very, very special day uh, in the life of the church. We're going to be honoring the Lord Jesus by following the design that he has for the local church and local church leadership by ordaining some deacon candidates. One of them this morning uh, is out working. He's driving. I think he's in Utah this morning. So we've got two of them we're going to do this morning, uh, and we'll, we'll do the third one later on, uh, probably this year or first of the year, maybe on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but but we're, they're setting aside uh, this, this time to work in ministry that they are called to. And, and uh, to fulfill what, how God wants the local church set up and using the gifts and talents that God has given them. So this morning, if you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. And it's kind of going to be a two-part charge this morning. The first part of this is I'm going to be speaking directly to uh, our deacon candidates and anybody else, let me say this morning, that's uh, been ordained uh, or is a leader in the local church. So 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 13, it says this, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife. Sober-minded, 
self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them be tested first, and let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Let's pray again this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you again for the opportunity, Lord, to, to bring uh, these men into ministry, Lord. I, I believe this is a very serious, serious day for them. It's a, it's a day of commitment that they are committing themselves to service in your local body, in your church, Lord. I believe, God, for the rest of their lives, they're committing themselves to serve you and to serve the members of the body. So, Lord, I pray for them today. Uh, it's not easy being in leadership. I pray for their families this morning. I pray for their wives and their children. Uh, Lord, I, it, it is, there's a lot of sacrifice that happens. Uh, and so, Lord, I pray that you give them strength. I pray, God, for our local body of believers that we encourage them. We submit to their leadership, Lord, uh, and, and, and we pray for them and we lift them up. Uh, and, and always encourage them. And in doing so, God, we are following the model that you've set aside for the local church and glorifying and honoring you, Lord. It's in your name I pray this morning. Amen. So, some, here's some responsibilities. There's some responsibilities of a role of the deacon in the church. There are uh, responsibilities of deacons. I read uh, both qualifications, if you noticed this morning. The first office being overseer or elder, and the second office being deacon. If you look uh, back at these verses, a lot of the same qualifications are listed for both. There's one distinct difference, though, in elders and deacons. Uh, and we always like to point this out. Did anyone notice what it was? One distinct thing. Able to teach. An elder is able to teach. It doesn't mean that a deacon may never teach, but it is a qualification as an elder is they are supposed to be the teachers of the church. They preach sermons. They teach Sunday school classes. They uh, lead discipleship. They are supposed to be the shepherds of the church that care over the flock and teach the flock God's word. The qualifications for deacon are almost identical, but they did not list able to teach. So how did the office of deacon, why was there a need for the office of deacon? If you would, turn in your Bibles. I want to point this out to you. It's found in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. So the, the apostles are sharing the gospel. They are preaching the gospel all over. And the church is growing by thousands and thousands of people. And the, the apostles, uh, real, very quickly, the early church elders see that we're, we have a problem here. A, a problem arose, 
And they didn't have time to deal with it. They couldn't deal with it. And so here's uh, where the office of deacon uh, is installed. It's Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. It says this, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So what was happening is there was a complaint that, that some of the, the widows were not being uh, fed in the daily distribution of food. And so what happens in verse 2, And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procreus, and Ninacar, Timion, Prinias, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. So what happens? There's a problem arises, and the disciples say, okay, we, we have to still be able to spend time studying God's word, preaching God's word, sharing God's word, evan doing evangelism. Uh, and so, but what was the, the problem of the widows not being fed? Was that an insignificant problem? Absolutely not. That was a big problem. In fact, we're told that if we see our brother or sister in need, have, have a physical need, and they're hungry, and we don't feed them, how does the love of God reside in us. So this problem of the widows not being taken care of was a very serious, serious thing. And so they didn't want to neglect their responsibilities of teaching and preaching the word. So they decided, hey, we're going to pick some men that can oversee this daily distribution of food and making sure that the people are taken care of, that their physical needs are taken care of. And so we, we see the office of deacon coming in. So what is the difference in elders and deacons in a church? Elders are the spiritual leaders of the church. We preach, we teach, we counsel, we minister, we share God's word. What is the role of a deacon in the church? Deacons are the physical servants. They are the ones who are in charge of facility maintenance. They run the church bus. They oversee benevolence. They have a huge, they're in charge of security. They have a huge responsibility in the church. So that's why this office was created. So what are the responsibilities? Well, the first one I just listed, deacons are servants. That's how God set it up. That's how he wanted it ordained. Although they aren't elders, they're still responsible to the body for the care of those who attend the church. So as deacons, as deacons this morning, where's Alan at? I want to make eye contact with my two candidates there. Uh, Alan, I want you to step in this morning and sit down if you would. Uh, I know, you know what he's doing right now? He's on security serving this body, right? But this is a very, very important for him today. Um, it, it, you're expected to care for the members of this body. Not only on Sunday and on Wednesday, but all throughout the week. When you care for someone, what are you doing as a servant? You're demonstrating the life of Christ. When you're available for them, when you're helping them, you're demonstrating Christ. 
I know my father, I grew up, my father was a deacon in a Baptist church. And there were many nights and many days where my father was out serving people, helping people fix their cars, helping them with problems at their house, plumbing issues in the church. I mean, my dad was constantly ministering to the body by his servant heart and by being a servant in the church, by physically taking care uh, of people. Uh, I, 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 so I want you to think... Uh, about our deacon candidates this morning. I want you to remember their, their wives, uh, their wives also, because it is a very, very uh, hard thing sometimes when your husband is gone serving others. It can be very hard. It can be hard on the kids. So we as a church, I want you to lift them up and pray for them uh, because they are servants in the church. Um, and and uh, your wives should, uh, of deacons should listen to their husbands in an understanding way. And there's going to be times where they get stressed out. It's very important that you're there for them. But they model servanthood to our church. Our deacons are ones that model what being a servant is. Now listen, just because you may be here this morning and you aren't a leader in the church, I'm going to get to this even more here in a little bit. Who should you look to? You should look to the leaders of the church as a model for how you treat your wife and how you serve your family at home and how you serve the church. Deacons and elders also, James chapter 5 says, are to be prayer warriors. We should be men that pray for this body. In, in, in verse 16 in that passage in James chapter 5, it says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. In order to have your prayers be effective, we have to be clean before the Lord. We have to be righteous before the, before the Lord. And the most important thing, uh, guys, I can tell you when, you when you go into this office of deacon, is to not get so busy serving that you neglect your time in reading God's word and studying his word, and your personal relationship, spending time in prayer, having a right, right relationship with God. And when you do sin, confess that sin uh, to God. And so your relationship is one of an example to other men in our body. Uh, and, and so that you can pray for them, affect, pray for our members effectively. The key to strong ministry is prayer. It's prayer. It's staying connected to God. Never allow your prayer life to suffer for anything that may come your way. There are going to be times, even as in deacons, as elders, that you can't let your personal relationship suffer. So you need to be able to tell people, no, I can't do that tonight. Um, I, I always uh, want to challenge, and, and not, not challenge, but uh, more uh, um, encourage you to... Christ is the most important thing in your life, then your relationship with your spouse and your children, then service to the kingdom. If one of those things before this church suffers, you can't be an effective leader. So your relationship with Christ and your family has to be paramount before you can effectively serve in the body. And the third thing, you are examples to the church. You are the examples to the church. Deacons are leaders by setting an example. You, you all have been tested. You have been tested already. You've been serving already. Uh, you, uh, you have to understand you're going to continue to be serving. You're continue. Satan's going to try to attack you. He's going to try to attack your personal life. Remain faithful to the Lord. 
remain faithful in his word. He will lift you up and sustain you. And you set the example for the other men in our congregation on what being a follower of Christ looks like. How you lead your family, how we should lead our family. Uh, men, deacons are followers by setting and living an example of a life of Christ. When people look to you, they should see Christ in your life. They should see Christ. If you live your lives as a servant, a prayer warrior, and set the example, then God is going to use you in a mighty, mighty way. This is also, it can also be very, very stressful. Very, very stressful as you're setting an example for this body. I encourage you, I encourage you to make sure the order of things in your life is correct. And don't get uh, where things are messed up and you become so stressed that you want to give up and quit. Take time away. Rest. Take time away to pull away at times also and just rest. Uh, today is a service for you too. It is. But as, as a church, we also have a responsibility uh, to these men. And, and here's our responsibility, uh, uh, church. There are three areas that we need to respond. The first one is we also demonstrate a servant model to them. Deacons are expected to be model servants, but the church is also to model this very concept right back to them. So being a servant means that you put other people before yourself. Deacons need the same type of support and accountability in the church that we all do. We have to support them, church, and pray for them, and be there for them, and hold them accountable, be there. What, what does Ecclesiastes say? Iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. So we should be there to one another, for help one another, strengthen each other, sharpen them, and they're going to do the same thing for you. That's what a body does. These men will be unable to function in their role without our support and us serving them. Listen, there's a lot of times what I tell our deacons, we have a, an annual deacons meeting every year, uh, and, and we talk quite a bit, but there's a meeting where we come together and we talk about the responsibilities. And you know what I tell our deacons to do? I say it three times, delegate, delegate, and delegate. Delegate responsibilities. They may be over the maintenance of the church, but that doesn't mean they have to do every single thing, every maintenance in the church. So what they're going to do is they're going to be coming to the church and asking you for help. They're going to be asking you to help them do things, help them make uh, drive the, the, the church bus, help them do uh, maintenance in the building, help them with security. So these are opportunities, church, where we can step up as servants also, and fill some of these roles. Every one of us, I mentioned the worship team, every one of us has gifts in the body. Every one of us has gifts and talents that we can use to further the kingdom. They may be over a specific ministry, but we should be the ones that are filling in church to help them with their duties and role. And that includes, listen, there's times where, where elders can also step up and help the deacons in their ministry and drive the church bus. There, it, it doesn't mean we can't help one another and we serve one another. I, I encourage you to serve these deacons, uh, church. Follow the example of Christ. Pray for them. Pray for their families. Pray for their children. Uh, listen, show them mercy. Show them mercy and love. I want to say this morning, as much as I love Alan and Dave, 
they are not the Lord Jesus. So they're not perfect. We don't have an elder in this church that's perfect, okay? So show them mercy and grace. Show their children mercy and grace. Just because they're a deacon's child, I was a deacon's child, does not mean you're not going to get in trouble and do stupid things, okay? Show them grace and mercy. Show them love. Care for them, pray for them, and serve them. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide us as we do this. Here's the second way you can respond. This is, this is one that Satan really makes difficult for a lot of people. It's found in Hebrews 13, 17. The word is submission. Submit to them. Hebrews 13, 17 says this. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over your soul as those who will give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be no advantage to you. Listen, these men are set aside to serve the church, to serve you, to perform the work that God has called them to do. God has ordained it that way. Entering to church leadership is a good thing. Back in our original verse in, in, in uh, 1 Timothy 3.1, it says it's a noble task to be a church leader. The, church, the church's responsibility, your responsibility, is to submit to their authority and leadership that God has ordained. To do anything else, to breed gossip about them, to talk about them, to question their motives to others, to speak badly about them to the congregation or their families, would not be godly behavior. You would be going against God when you go against the leadership in the church. Listen, that doesn't mean they can run rough shot over the congregation. They're going to be held accountable. There's accountability for church leaders. You think I can just run rough shot? Absolutely not. I have a, everywhere you see a plurality of elders in the church. You see a plurality of deacons. So this isn't about one person. Submission is not submitting to the leadership uh, out of because you're you're supposed to do it for any other reason but because be obedient be submissive to God and how he set his church up as a church we must control what we say about our leaders and their wives or you run the risk of being in total opposition to God the Lord knows the ways that his leaders should go and trust me God is more than capable of taking one of them out if he needs to more than capable. We don't want to rebel against the one who has set the authority in place. It's not us, it's God. The third thing, here's the third charge. To respect them. To respect them. Men of God are worthy of being respected. However, they don't just wake up one morning and have arrived. It just doesn't happen. It's not like that. It's a lifelong process. The same sanctification church that you're going through, guess what? These two men are going through also. Your elders are going through also. Uh, the fastest way, it's a lifelong journey, the fastest way to destroy a man of God is not to respect him. To not respect a church leader. God has ordained that these men be set aside to lead. That's non-negotiable. That's in Genesis chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5. These men are going to require your respect as you submit and serve as they, to the church. And I challenge you to live up to the standards ordained by the Lord. 
not by any church organization, but by God himself and how he set up the structure of the church. So church, what is your responsibility? To pray for these men, to lift them up constantly. And by doing so, you will be submitting and respecting them as they follow the Lord. It doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them on everything that they're leading or doing or how they're serving. That doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything, but you handle it the way that God tells us to. When we have a problem with somebody, what do we do? We go to that person and we talk to them. It's important that we do that with these men as they're leading us. So today uh, is the day, guys, that God has ordained for you. Step up into this role. I know you've already been serving. You've already been, both, all three of them, even though Mike's not here, have been serving the Lord Jesus in, in what they do for this church. I believe also that this is a lifetime of service. We don't just jump in and out of serving the Lord Jesus and leading his church. To, the kingdom is hurt Listen to me, the kingdom is hurt when people do that. Don't do that. This is a commitment that you make that you're saying, God, I'm going to lead your church. I'm going to serve your church. I'm going to, and it's a noble task, but I want to I challenge you that this is not just a, yes, we have a rotational basis of deacons. You know why we rotate deacons? Because they get tired, they get worn out. So it's okay to take a year off. It is. But then you know what you do? You jump right back on the saddle. And you serve. And you serve. Elders, if you've been ordained as an elder, that's a lifelong commitment. You're saying that you're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and his church. We should take that very, very, very serious. Very serious. Paul says it's a noble thing to desire leadership in a church. And I, I pray today is the day set aside to honor you too, but it's also set aside to raise up future leaders and to send them off, to raise up future elders, to raise up future deacons. It's an extremely, extremely important thing. So at this time, what scripture said in Acts chapter 6 is the deacons came and, and the elders laid hands upon them. And what that is, that's a time of prayer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close us in prayer right here. And then I would like our two candidates to come up. And they're going to sit in these seats. And I invite all of our elders that are here this morning and anybody else who has been ordained. If you would like, if you've went through an ordination service and you would like to come pray over these men this morning, I ask you make a line right here. And we're going to pray individually over them. Uh, and then at the end, I'm going to bring their families up. Okay, so let me pray and then I'm going to have our two candidates come up. Lord Jesus, I thank you again this morning uh, for your word. I thank you that it's crystal clear how we should do this and how you want the church structure, God. And I pray that we're being obedient to that. That we're being obedient to your word, not the world, but your word. And Lord, I pray for these men again. I pray, Lord, uh, that you give them strength. I pray, Lord, especially this morning for their wives and children. So many times they can get left in the back seat and, let, and put on the back burner. I pray, God, uh, for them that our church lifts them up and is there for them and is encouraging to them. And Lord, supports them and prays for them. And, and, and Lord, uh, around all things, we have unity around sharing the gospel. It's the most important thing. We love you, God. It's in your name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask Dave and Alan if they'd come forward this morning.
I'd also like our elders, our existing elders, and anybody else who has been ordained that would like to pray over these men to please come this morning and make a line right here. Church, while we are doing laying on of hands and we are praying for them, what I would like you to do is pray uh, for them also uh, in your seats. And I want you to pray for their families. I want you to pray for their children. I was a deacon's child, and it's not easy. It's not easy, so I want you to pray for them, okay?
preaching this morning. Um, today is a very, very exciting time for not only these men, uh, but their families. And I mentioned their families a lot this morning because it's important. It's very, very important that we remember uh, our leaders and their families uh, and their children. And so I'm going to ask right now if their families would come up and stand behind them this morning. Exciting day. So it's it's uh so in the process here, um, some ordination councils are different. What we do uh, is we don't invite other churches to come because they don't know these guys. We we feel like it's our responsibility as church elders to interview uh, deacon candidates, and so they've went through a pretty exhausting uh, interview process with us, and uh, they were presented before the church. Um, and you all voted on them and, and overwhelmingly uh, voted your support for these men as deacons. So it's my pleasure uh, to congratulate Dave and Alan this morning uh, as deacons. Thank you, brother. I love you. Very proud of you. Thank you, brother. I'm very proud of you. You guys got anything you want to say? No. Okay. They said they don't want to say anything, so I'm going to ask uh, Alan, uh, would you close us in prayer? There's a mic right there. We may have to turn it on just so if anyone downstairs can hear us. Would you close us in prayer? Congratulations. They come around church after he closed us in prayer and congratulate uh, them and their families this morning. Our holy heavenly father, we... We truly, Father, love you, and Father, we thank you so very much for this special day in our church. Father, we thank you for Dave and Alan. Father, we, we just thank you so much for them as they've already been serving as a deacon, Father. And I pray that this day will be an anchor point in their life to, to realize the responsibility that they've assumed. And Father, I pray for them and their families, Father. I pray that you would give them wisdom, knowledge, understanding, uh, compassion, and strength, Father, to do this job. So we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.